This is the Tech EU podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories from the European tech scene. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasting fix these days. Today, it's The Drive at Five with Robin Vouters and Dan Taylor. Well, all right, all right, all right, you have found it. This is the Tech.eu podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor. And Nanu Nanu. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am back. I am here for a special episode with none other than the founder himself, Robin Routers. No, wait, I've got that wrong. It's Robin Vouters. Yes, Robin Vouters is here. We're doing a different format today. We're calling it The Drive at Five. And Robin has challenged me to record this this morning, edit it, polish it, and get it ready to roll out the door by 5 p.m. Central European time. He didn't say what time zone. So who knows? Maybe it's your drive at five in uh, New York. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Uh, I- I'm, I'm affectionately terming it uh, the Rad Show, which would be the Robin and Dan Show. Uh, oh, but we want to get that one. Yeah, okay. see, that, that's, where the, that's where the Rad came from. Uh, and so we thought we would talk about things and stuff and stories and people and money and deals and mergers that caught our eye in particular this week. Um, I mean, I've got my favorite. Robin, what uh, do you want? Say hi to the folks at home, Robin. Hi, folks at home. By the way, we are not calling it Drive at Five. You're calling it Drive at Five. I'm just along uh, for the, the ride. The Drive at Five. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think any... Who drives anymore? Do you drive? You have a car. Do you drive? I, I drive when I have to. Right. There you go. When you have to. But so. never at five. <laughs> No, only the crazies do that. Well, uh, like I said, I've got my favorite. Uh, you know, obviously, music is a big part of my life. So when I caught wind of the story of SoundCloud yet again cutting some big numbers out of their workforce, it just it makes me sad. You know, I, I know, I, and I think, uh, you know, and and as, as I was writing this story, I, I remember I was like, yeah, you know, didn't they lay off like half their workforce previously? And they did. And, and, you know, the piece that I wrote this week, I just, I just kind of postulated what, what went wrong, you know, I mean, they, like, what, what makes, what makes Spotify, Spotify, and SoundCloud, SoundCloud, uh, well, and you reported on the story, so you tell me what, what, yeah, what yeah, well, and, yeah, and, and what I, what I really, you know, what I think is, it, it, it comes down to who schmoozed who the best, and who was able to get the licensing deals, and who didn't get the licensing deals, and I mean, I've met Eric Wall, Wall, Frost, Wall, what was his German name? Just, just say Eric. Eric, right. It, and he's he's a super cool guy, like nice guy, nothing wrong with it. Like, I mean, I if I was at Sony, I'd, you know, sit down, like how, how or why that never got hammered out, I don't know. And I've met Daniel as well. Bit quieter, maybe Sony liked quieter. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, but that's mm. sort of the, it, it's interesting to go back to like the, the early days of both these platforms because they were made for different reasons, right? Spotify mm. was always going to have to have these licensing deals in place before they even uh, dreamed of launching. Right. And SoundCloud was sort of, sort of a way to upload your own audio, your own sounds, your own mixes. Mm. Mm. They only they only got into problems because everyone was, was, was sort of uploading remixes of songs and bootlegs and right. you know, sort of you know mixes like real DJ sets, 
Mm. Uh, but none of the stuff was copyrighted. So at some point they had to start talking to to the companies to get licensing deals, and they did, and they managed to sign them. But this was all sort of an afterthought for them. They only got uh, into that situation when they were big enough. While Spotify, mm. you know, sort of knew in advance this is the way that we need to go. Uh, yeah. They got some of the labels on board as shareholders. So they just did it in a very very pre-planned way and soundcloud just winged it uh, i would say and i remember mm. going to like this is where i sort of you know uh stop hiding my age but um but i went to the opening party for soundcloud uh, maybe like a hundred people in a flat in berlin was was that the same press tour that we were on we went to see rocket internet i literally I, I ran into alexander one of the founders at, at mm. another conference uh, I, I just happened to be in Berlin. He said, like, why don't you come down for, like, opening party? It was just mostly staff. It was just the, the initial team and some people. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, like, these guys are basically just, they don't know how this industry works. Mm -hmm. But they built a cool platform. They, they really built a cool cool tech around it. But and, and now sort of that whole, the way that they started, I think, is now coming home to roost. That's mm -hmm. my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I mean the uh, the the man the man at the helm. I uh, wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but I know he he did turn Vimeo around. Bright eyes every now and then. No, he did turn Vimeo around. Uh, so you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, the same can happen with SoundCloud. Um, now, your big thing this week: everybody going in debt. No, that's yeah. not true. Everybody's taking debt funding on. What did what did you have? What were your big three? Yeah, it's real because we're August, right? So in August, uh, you just sort of expect all the funding news to die down uh, for the most part uh, because everyone's on a break. Uh, but the reality is we had some some really, really big rounds this week, right? Uh, Ox mm. Money uh, landing 500 million euros. It's debt funding. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, so we'll talk about that. Sierra, There's Sierra, the healthcare platform in the UK. They raised $320 million in funding, equity, but also debt, half-half mm -hmm. roughly. Uh, then you had ID Now, uh, the, the identity. Yeah, sixty provider. million. Sixty million debt mm. funding as well. Mm. So the mm. three big rounds uh, this week were almost all debt funding, which is a trend that you sort of saw in the last month. So it's not new, but it's quite apparent that if we didn't have those sort of credit lines mm. um, to announce this week, then funding would always almost be non-existent. Why? I mean, is that is that? Do you think that's just because it's the summer slowdown, or is this a bit more reflective of what's going on in the market? It's reflective of what's going on in the market, but it also depends what kind of company you're building. Like, if you have, for example, uh, in the case of Ox Money, they're a loan provider, so of course you need you mm. need credit lines with with big financial institutions to support that, because otherwise you can't even get started, right? So, so I think those deals have been a long time in the making. It doesn't necessarily mean that they they're closing debt funding only because the market is in in sort of a, a spiraling down uh, so i think these deals were just in the works uh, it makes mm, sense for mm. their business it makes sense at their stage and they're just now announcing it right 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 which then led me to okay so so if if this is the uh you know if these are the three biggest deals of the week and this is reflective of the market remember this um cottage industry that blew up overnight this revenue-based financing oh yeah mm. Mm. Did they and, blow up? And, though? and do you know what? Well, at least, well, I don't know. The uh, the Xerox machine was pretty hard at work because it seemed like every other week, uh, you know, I was, I, I mean, literally, I was reaching back to old stories, going, and there was no copy that, copy that, paste that, change those words, change that number, and boom, there we go. There's my story. It's out the door. Bang. 
the premise of these guys is we'll loan you a bunch of capital and you can only pay, you know, pay us back when your cash flow positive. And now that things are sort of slowing down, I mean, I don't know, Robin, if, if, if I was a, a, an entrepreneurial type of guy, I'd be looking into like a debt collection type startup right now. I mean, what, what do you think this means to all the revenue based financing guys? Folks? Well, I think they're, they're going to struggle. I mean, the longer the market uh, stays down, the, the longer, you know, the, the harder it will get for them to, to get the profitability. I mean, if you're a revenue based financing startup and there's many of them mm. that have raised large rounds over the last months, uh, you know, before before the market went to shit, basically, they'll be fine. But it just their burn rates is just going to sort of stay very high until things get better. And if they don't get better fast enough, of course, they're going to struggle. All of them. It's the nature of their business. Right. So they rely yeah. on others to to be able to provide the service that they're providing. So if yeah. that falls away, it's no different than, than the crypto lending platforms that are you know, sort of keeling over one by one. Or really any VC. I mean, every, you know, every VC I, I meet with, we do the standard talk and that'll do the interview, blah, blah, blah. And inevitably somewhere I will manage to work in there. So let me get this straight. You basically convince rich people, really rich people to give you their money to gamble with. And nine out of 10 of them will look at me with a smile and go, yeah, yeah. And that is, you know, it's pretty much what we do. We make really educated guesses, but yeah, that that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, I think you nailed down the, the nature of VC very well. But if you're that rich, rich person that's funding the VCs, those mm. gambles, if they pay off and they pay yeah. off well enough oh, yeah. over a span right. of 10, 15 years, then why not? It's a gamble I'd be willing to take if I had. If I sure, sure. Well, I uh, fun fact, I've never been to a casino. Never You've set never been to a casino. I've never set foot a in a, I've ne I have never set foot in a casino. I have never been to a horse race and I have never been to a dog race wow. as Crazy and as wackadoodle as I am, believe it or not, I, I am I am quite risk averse. Hold on, you've never entered an online casino? Never. You've never nope. done any online betting whatsoever? Uh, whatsoever, none. I'll tell oh. you why. I'll tell you why. When I was in my twenties, when dirt was being formed, you know, back then, um, I I uh, was given my first credit card. And boy, did I have fun with that, man. I racked up all kinds of debt. And then when the bill came and I went, oh, wait, I can't pay this. And then when the debt collectors started sending me letters, I went, holy crap, this is this is it. so debt funding, uh, debt, anything with the word debt attached. I don't own a credit card now. I am free and clear on all my debts. I pay my taxes three months in advance before they're even due. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I am so debt averse. So when I hear half a billion in debt funding, uh, you know, we had the, the conversation on Slack and I said, geez, you know, uh, lenders borrowing money to lend money. Geez, what could possibly go wrong? And your response is, well, they all do that. And what was my answer? Do you remember my answer? I, do I said, I said to you, and this is why I am not a wealthy man, because, <laughs> because I just will not take the risk. I, I just, uh, it's crazy to me. I don't well, know. They all, they all rely on one another, right? Like it's sort of a cascade system. Uh, it's also mm. the reason we, we got into the situation that we did in 2008, 2009. Slightly diff different reason, but right. it's all so interconnected that if, if you know, it, it only takes one big pillar to fall down to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Have a cascade effect. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't want to drag up any sour memories for anybody, but the term house of cards comes to mind. And I'll tell you what, I mean, for all his mistakes, I miss Francis. 
<laughs> I do miss Francis. Francis you, was a good, he was a good character. Can you imitate Francis Underwood? Well, I tell you what, I can, I can do my very best, Francis Underwood. Now, listen, Robin, we've got things to do today, and we're going to get them done. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, but, but you know, it. but the thing is, Francis is only one step away from Barack. If you get the cadence right, uh, you can go from Barack to Francis pretty darn quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't impersonate anyone, so I'm not going to follow you down that path. Well, that's uh, but all let's right. See. Let's say on the topic of debt funding, just for one more second, because, yes. and this has been overlooked, I think, by most international media. It was reported in German a lot, but not in English. Um, the German government, together with uh, KFW, which is sort of a state-owned mm. um, bank, uh, they're gearing up to distribute another 1.2 billion euros in funding for homegrown, high-growth startups, uh, even publicly listed uh, scale-ups, they said, uh, mm -hmm. by 2030. So that's that's an amount that's nothing to sneeze at. And it's uh, it's very interesting to me that they also very, very um, carefully said it's not all going to be equity. So mm -hmm. they said it was going to be equity mm -hmm. and debt funding as well, which is sort of the same thing that the European Commission is trying to do with the European Innovation Council, uh, which is funding startups through blended finance, they call it, sort of a combination of debt and equity. Uh, but I think that's a very, very interesting development. Do you think this this kind of sounds to me like BPI money? Do you think this is this is Germany's answer to France's call for we want a unicorn a week? It's a very, very similar institution, and their goals are are pretty much aligned. Um, there's a lot more money going to the, for example, they had a 30 billion euro uh, climate fund, I think that they just announced. So it's not just focused on startups. But I think Germany is really starting to set an example of how ambitious programs can sort of be tested and then mm. evolve because this is a continuation of something that they've been doing for a while. It's called the Venture Tech Growth Financing, mm -hmm. TGF, um, initiatives they're calling this part 2.0, uh, and which again is part, of, which in itself is part of the future funds. So they're clearly, you know, making really big, big bets on, on, with the same thing France is doing through B BPI France, indeed. Mm, mm. A tad late, uh, in my opinion, five, six years too late, but at the very least, they're moving, right? We are Germans, you know, we like to uh, see the data first. We will then follow. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, you know what, though? I'm just, while you were outlining that, I was just thinking because, uh, folks, you know, Robin, well, I'm an old man. Robin's a young old man uh and we're old enough to remember and 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 i was you know getting at this earlier do you remember that we we did a press tour it was like one of the first times i met you and we went through rocket internet and we went to zex wunderkinder uh and this was 10 years ago and compare that scene that we walked through 10 years ago to germany pumping you know this amount of money i mean that's quite an evolution in 10 years it is quite that, an evolution that's not bad but... Yeah, but I still think they're they're quite late to the game. I mean, imagine all the companies they've missed in not doing this for the last ten years, right? Only getting involved now, only you know, you you've missed Omeo and you've missed maybe SoundCloud's not a good example, um, but you you've missed a lot of the scale ups already. So mm. yes, it's good that they're moving. It, it sets an example for the rest of Europe as well. So you know, maybe other member state governments can also start moving their direction slightly lower budgets, probably, but. Yeah, it creates mm -hmm. a blueprint. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, listen, Robin, we are keeping this short and sweet because we do want people oh, oh, to listen to this. 
Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me let me do my ride sure, out. Sure. We are keeping this short and sweet, Robin. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before <laughs> our listeners sign off? Yes. One more thing. <laughs> the European Union is opening an office in San Francisco to get closer yeah. to the tech companies there. So mm. they can sort of explain their big tech regulation initiatives, etc. Which the only question that popped into my head when I was reading that report from the Wall Street Journal mm. Is why the hell didn't they have an office before? I cannot, and I, I've been on a tour. This is a couple of years ago. It was called SEC2SV, Startup Europe Comes to Silicon Valley. God bless you. So they were trying to build these relationships. I did an event in the Computer Science Museum. I was a speaker there. They were trying to sort of get more close to the Silicon Valley ecosystem for good reason. Mm. But I always, in my in my in the back of my mind, I thought that well, at the very least, they already have an office here, right? Apparently they didn't. So now they're opening one and it's big news. And I can't for the life of me understand why they they haven't already set up an office. Do, do you remember off the top of your head who's heading that up? No, I saw his name. It's called De Graaf. But I because don't know because I, I think that Dan Taylor would be an amazing representative. Oh yeah, you're a bridge builder, all right. I'm <laughs> Hey, I can connect people. <laughs> no, but the guy, the guy who's, who's putting together this new office is actually like is a senior European Commission official. No, uh, and he oversued the tech leg- legislation part. So it's very, very clearly driven by the whole mm. big tech legislation. So it's not it's not an effort to build bridges between the startup ecosystem or the investor ecosystem, I think. Mm. But that should be part of the mandate. Mm. Right? So hopefully in time we'll see that. Uh, see, but to me, my back goes up. The red flags go up immediately because... You know, startup hubs, and, and I've always said this, like startup hubs become hubs for a reason. You've got young talent, right? Young talent. And what do youngsters, God, I can't believe I'm going to say it. What do the kids want these days? They, they want a good time. They want to party. They want to work hard and they want to party hard. If you send somebody boring as piss from Brussels, man, that is not a good represent. Like, like honestly, I, I, I would send Sven from Berghain over for a week and just be like, just you know, if you can get past this guy, you can get plenty of funding. Trust us. You know why that's funny? Because, because Sven no guy, longer works at Berghain. Damn. No, no, it's because the guy I was mentioning, the Graf, who's going to head up that office, mm. actually said the same thing about Silicon Valley. He was complaining about the fact, uh, in a quote of his, that when big tech companies meet with him, it's mm. always lawyers. And it's not uh, the actual founders and management. Come on. So I can sort of see his point as well, that he just wants to be closer to the ecosystem. Mm. But I think, you know, I hope it's not just about legislation. And well, maybe, 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 you see, maybe they should have like the, I'm doing big air quotes for those, you can't see us right now, big air quotes. They should have the official representative. And then they should have, uh, I don't know, say Dan Taylor kicking along and just being like, all right, great. <laughs> like you let the lawyers talk, guys, let's go, let's go have a drink. And I'll tell you what's happening here, right? Okay, are you going to get this there? No, but you got this, 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 and this. Oh, and by the way, we have socialized healthcare. It's freaking Ooh, awesome. Don't, don't, don't it's freaking awesome. Hey, by the way, socialism, it's not bad. It's not communism. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So I think I was going to send in my application uh, to become part of that office, but I'll, I'll leave it to you. I think you can do a much better job. I'll tell you what, man. If if it's in Marin County, nothing beats it. That is that is like I, I'm not a believer in God, but uh, th- that is God's country over there. It is absolutely gorgeous. I could, I would, uh, I would not mind waking up in Marin County, uh, going for a jog. 
<laughs> I say that as I as I shuffle my belly here, uh, go for a jog and and then go to work every day. That that would be the the dream. No, actually, what am I saying? Waking up in London and going to work for Tech EU is the dream. Job. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. God. Hey, listen, folks. On that note, we are going to get the heck out of here. Let you dive into your weekend. My name's Dan Taylor. Yours is not. This other guy's name is Robin Waters. Wouters. Robin Wouters. And this has been the Tech EU Drive at Five. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Good and that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Your questions, suggestions, and opinions are very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu and they will most certainly be ignored. <laughs>